You guys doing all right? I, uh, to be honest with you, I am incredibly nervous to be up here. I was sitting, listening to Gavin and JJ, and I'm like, oh no. My stomach's over there rumbling. I don't know what's going on. Like, I mean, they're going to throw up or shart and maybe both. So. <clears throat> uh, a little bit about myself, just really quick before we get started. Um, Sam, I already kind of told you what I get to do here, and I absolutely love my job. But um, when I'm not here, I, uh, I have been married for seven and a half years. Um, I got the best wife in the world. She is my best friend. <laughs> I would say she's my real life weighted blanket. Uh, she supports me all the time. And uh, she really is, she she's, makes my world happy. So um, we'll get into the content here. As, you know, we've already heard the last couple uh, communicators talking about the idea behind this series is what would you tell your college age self? Um, honestly, I would tell myself a lot. You see, I would probably, I'm, I'm not, all the people that Gavin was talking about in his message, his friends, I, that was me. So <clears throat> I have a lot of things that I could say, but what I've done tonight is I've kind of put them in, in a list of three things, okay? Um, I would say that my college experience is one that's far too common, but not often talked about. Uh, I moved, I went to school six hours away in a town and a state that I'd never been before. Didn't know anybody. And so the thing that I did that was the easiest thing for me to do was surround myself with, with different people, people who I didn't know. Um, you know, before I went to school, somebody had told me that college should be and will be the best four years of your life, that you're going to meet new people, try new things, experience new things, and that's what you should do. That, you know, it's, it was this terrible advice for me, honestly, because when somebody tells me something like that, that becomes kind of like my, my tunnel vision. That's like my goal. Um, I don't know if there's any other like Enneagram eights in the room, but that was me, and that is me, and that's kind of like the the idea that I just kind of adopted on my back. Um, and honestly, like it got me into a lot of trouble. Um, I'll tell tell you about that in here in a second, but just remember that as we go through it. Um, the three things that I'm going to tell you tonight are things that I wish that somebody would have told me instead of what I was told, um, things, three things that I wish I would have known and actually followed through with, because in reality, if I would have done that, it would have made college the best for, honestly, probably five years of my life, so the best years of my life. So cool. Um, I will tell you that number one and number two are very similar. I think you can't do one without the other. Um, but first, number one, stay true to you. I would tell you not to let anybody declare your worth other than your heavenly father. I grew up a Christian. Um, I grew up with a great family, two loving parents that had a great marriage, two brothers that are very successful in their own right. One works at the church with me. But we knew, I knew what was right, what was wrong. I had good values. I had a good support system at home who always taught me what I should do, what I shouldn't do. I knew right or wrong, all that stuff. But like I told you when I went to school six hours away, what got me into trouble is that I didn't let anybody know that. I was more concerned with becoming accepted 
finding friends. Um, and I didn't really care about what, what I knew to be true about myself or what even I knew to be true of what my heavenly father says about me. So I would say that I cheapened my self-worth to become uh, friends with these people who I didn't even really know. That was my first mistake. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that now, like we've said, hindsight is twenty twenty. It absolutely is, is that. I was um, allowing these people who had never met me in my life up until day one of college influence me. You know, I was 19 when I went to college. So from age zero to 19, these people had no idea who, no idea who I was, where I came from, and I was okay with that. Um, I started partying with them. I started smoking, I started drinking, started you know, trying drugs. All the while I knew that I shouldn't be doing this, but for whatever reason, those people who I thought were my friends were doing it with me, so I just thought, it's okay. Before I uh, realized what was happening, it was way too late. At the end of my freshman year of college, I failed out of college. And I'll tell you, we were joking about this earlier. My GPA was so bad. Like, it's embarrassingly bad. But I'll tell you, at the end of my first semester, it was a 1.24. Yeah, yeah. And then it got worse. My second semester was a 0.84. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> it was so bad and it was embarrassingly bad, but I fell out of school and I, and I became this, a statistic. I became a statistic like, like there are freshmen that, that fail out of college. And it was this, like, when anybody tells you that, like, it is a crushing, humbling moment. I moved back to school, uh, or I moved back home, sorry, from school. In the semester, what would have been my fall semester of my sophomore year, I went back to visit all these people who I had spent the better part of the year with before. I was excited to see them. And when I got there, I was not met with the same excitement that I had going. In fact, some of those people looked at me as if that weekend and that moment was the first time they had ever met me. Some of them treated me like they didn't wanna have anything to do with me And it was a hard, hard thing to experience. It was in that moment that I realized that all the things that we had done were for nothing and that I had cheapened my self-worth of everything that I knew to be true about myself was for nothing. One way that I know for, for sure that can, can help you not um, to cheapen your self-worth, it's number two, is you find friends that support you they inspire you and push you towards a life worth following Jesus. We're not meant to go through this life alone. We need friends, we need community, but we need friends that will hold us accountable. We need friends that have similar core values, similar beliefs. Um, it's, it's true, I, I, I really, I wish I can't, I can't stress this point enough because that's where I kept falling short. Is I always had a hard time evaluating who the people that were in my life, what they meant to me and kind of what they were speaking into me. Did they believe the same things I believed in? 
Did they, if I, if I failed, would they hold me accountable? Truth is no, because when I came back and they didn't want anything to do with me, that was, that was their harsh reality that I lived in. I ended up going to a school in Florida. It was this private, or it was this technical school. It's not like a, your traditional KSU or Reinhardt. It's a, it's a, a, like a niche thing where I studied entertainment production, um, something that would, allows me to do this job. It was in Florida, in Orlando, it was eight hours south. Again, here I found myself going to a school that I didn't, or to a town that I didn't know anybody. It's by myself. Lo and behold, history repeated itself, and I found myself surrounding my, my you know, surrounding me with uh, people I didn't know, people who I knew did not have the same values and beliefs that I did. But in that moment, it didn't matter because I was alone. You know, college is this lonely, can be this lonely period of life. And if you're like me and you find yourself eight hours away with not knowing anybody, you realize exactly how alone it can be. And so I let these people surround myself, or I, I let these people in my life and they started influencing me uh, negatively. It wasn't about eight months into it that um, I had this random conversation with this guy. He was like a friend of a friend. And he got super nervous to have this conversation with me. And he starts talking about this, this, this guy named God and Jesus and what, you know, who Jesus is, what he did for us, what he did for me. And I stopped him and I said, Kyle, you don't have to do this. You know, I grew up knowing who Jesus is. I know what he did for me. I know all of the things, all the stories in the Bible, I know it all because that's how I grew up and that's what I believe. So, you know, you don't have to do this right now. And he looked at me dead in the eye and he said, Scott, I've known you for eight months and never would have known that. I would have had no idea that you believe the same things that I do, that you come from a similar background as I do. And it was a tough thing for me to realize. Like, that is a conversation that it's happened, it's 2019, 12 years ago. And it's something that I still think about regularly. So much so that I could sit up here and talk about these two points and be like, okay, my story, my college life would have been completely different had I would have surrounded myself with friends like Kyle, who's willing to have a bold conversation with me, go out kind of make himself feel uncomfortable to have a conversation with me about this idea about who God is. But if I would have stayed true to myself from the very beginning, it would never happen that way. My life would have been dramatically different. My story would have been dramatically different. Um, but that's, it's hard to kind of be in the moment and be in college life and, and take a step back and take inventory of who we have in our life. But that's something that we have to do, right? Number three, I would say, is call your parents. Um, I'm glad y'all laughed at that because every time I've thought through this, I'm like, God, I hope they laugh. So thank you for that. (laughs) College, as I said, is a hard time, but in the middle of it, I was 21. Um, My dad was diagnosed with cancer, stage three colon cancer. And um, by the time they caught it, it spread to his liver and his lung. And um, he passed away. 
And um, the reason I say this is because I so bad wish I could do that now. You know, you go through, like, it's hard to lose a parent, especially when you're your age, when you're 21, you're in college. To lose a parent is so tough. But I so bad would want him. I wish I could pick up the phone and call him. Tell him, hey, I love you. Hear him say I love you too. Tell him, you know, I'm doing this thing on Wednesday night, speaking at the living room. He'd be like, what's the living room? But I can't. I wish I could introduce him to my wife eight years ago. But I can't. I've got two older brothers with kids. He never got to meet his grandkids. That's why I say call them because they're your parents. You could be going through something right now that you feel like nobody knows, but your parents have this weird way. It's like a, like a magic trick or something where they know exactly what you need to hear in the worst possible times. But the truth is, is that it's, it's honestly... I wish I would have been able to call him when I was going through my hard times because he would have been able to tell me to, to kind of analyze where I was and what I was doing, and I would have gotten back on, the, back on the right track. I don't know if you guys have somebody in your life, if maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a mentor, I would encourage you to get one because um, it's just, it's priceless. You might not believe it now because you know, sometimes parents can be a huge bummer, but being 33 and looking back now, I wish I'd have done it. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. College is hard at times. It's lonely, like I've said. I was lonely a lot. But the cool thing about what we have now is this place called the living room, right? You know, the living room, that's why we exist. Samer said at the beginning of the night, we want the place, we want the living room to be this place where you can come and it's your home away from home. You know, that people like me can come and be six hours away maybe from school or from home, have a parent who's sick and they're feeling lonely, they're feeling like they're alone, like they're, you know, the only person going through this life with difficult things. But the reason we've created this place is so that there can be 300 and something people walk in tonight being like, yeah, I got stuff going on. I got crap at home going on. My school sucks. I got a 1.24 GPA. I hope you don't, but you might. I did. No shame. There might be some people in the room tonight that, you know, you would say, that's not me, Scott. Everything that you have said tonight about your story is not me. I've got great friends. You know, I've, I stay true to myself. I know exactly what I am. I know who God says I am. But can I be honest with y'all? Y'all are the type of a person that I needed. And there's probably some people in here that need you too. But I need y'all to know that y'all can be bold like my friend Kyle and, and have a conversation with us. Ask us. Throw your arm around us and say, hey man, how you doing? I've seen you on campus. I've seen you in the commons. I've seen you at the living room. Are you doing okay? And you'd be surprised at what we, we would love to, to talk to you. I mean, just like Sam said when he was introducing me, he didn't know if I liked him when he first met me. Wait, well, I'm a big guy on the outside, but I'm a teddy bear on the inside. Please talk to me, you know? There might be some of y'all in the room tonight. So 
Stay true to you. Find the friends that support you and inspire you and push you toward a life following Jesus because it's, that life is awesome. I would, my life would look dramatically different had I done those things. And please call your parents. They would love me to, for saying that. But I so bad wish I could. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this series. I'd love to pray for us. Uh, the band's gonna come out. We're gonna play some, um, kind of some more worship songs before the night's over. But um, would y'all pray with me? Father, we love you. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for this place called the living room. That a place exists where people like me can come and be supported. A place where people like me can come and not feel alone, not feel isolated. We're thankful for the people in this room who don't have the story that I have, but they're the ones that, that we're looking to to come support us and throw their arms around us and say, hey, I love you. I know who you are, I've seen you. I'm thankful God that I can stand here on the stage and be a part of this. I love college students because my story was, is what it is because I was in their seat at one point. God, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for all the sacrifices that you've done and given us. And it's in your son's name, in your son's name that I get to pray tonight. Amen.